Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in in your open space. Welcome, everybody. Your chance at more money is 15 minutes away. We will reveal. John has the list of the keywords for today's show, but he won't tell you until after the big voice guy announces Actually, the I don't right. have them because uh, oh. nobody gave them to me. Don't put oh. your hands up in the air. I didn't get the, the delivery. So last hour, you remembered it then after did you heard it, it said it, yeah i tried to pay attention i she saw had. you with the paper walking into you did? deborah's booth <laughs> well then she before has the show it. and she has it no no I, I don't have it you know what i do I look do. at that i have dropped it, it off all right there. let me go here i'll go bring it into you hang on uh, hang thank on, you deborah you're welcome what an operation we have it's so smooth this is a conspiracy all right all, all right. right so of course uh, one of the big stories continues to be what the hell are we shooting down in the sky Another update today is that China is accusing us of flying spy balloons over their country more than 10 times. Whether or not that's true, who cares? Because it's coming from the Chinese government. But anyway, uh, they did over the weekend, each Saturday and Sunday, shoot down more objects. There have been at least four shot down in the last week. We're going to get an update on this wild story from ABC News uh, for KFI and correspondent Luis Martinez. Luis, Welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. What's yeah. going on? A lot is going on here at the Pentagon, guys. A lot. <laughs> uh, what What are they telling us about what these objects are? 
Well, they're still trying to figure it out. Um, they're being very coy in calling these ob- objects, right? They're not calling them balloons because um, they don't want to get boxed in, essentially. Um, but the thinking is that um, they are telling us that these were risks um, to civilian aircraft between 20,000 and 40,000 feet in altitude. That they weren't powered by anything, and so since they're at the mercy of the wind, essentially they they decided that it was to it was optimal to shoot it down, and that's what the recommendation was made to President Biden, who accepted it, and that's why we had these shoot downs. But uh, what we're hearing here is that they're not going to get any definitive answers uh, or even close to an answer until they actually get some of the debris from these three locations uh, from the shoot downs over the weekend. But uh, what we're hearing is that there are challenging conditions at each three of those locations, um, so it's really unclear what they're going to find. Aren't there always objects like these up there, though? Why suddenly be shooting them down? Well, I think the assumption has always been that, yeah, there there are probably errant weather balloons all around the world. There are probably some other kind of objects up in the sky that we don't know about. But the NORAD, what they were focused on, remember, was a threat, a military inbound threat uh, during the Cold War from the Soviet Union and then elsewhere. And so they were locked in at a certain locations, whatever. And remember, they after 9-11, they, they turned into a different kind of mission. They turned into this mission of reacting over the homeland to potential threats in, inside the U.S., not outside, you know, coming from the border. So what we've been told from officials at the White House and from uh, NORAD itself is that they've tweaked the filters. In other words, uh, we now know that China had this spy balloon. We now know they were flying above sort of commercial aviation at 60,000 feet. We know they were moving slowly. So when they tweaked the radars, um, these filters, as they call them, essentially now they're picking up this stuff because now they're looking for things at higher altitudes. They're looking for things that are moving slowly, and they're picking them up. And these are the three objects that just happened to come in over a span of three days, and each one of them was shot down. Right. Well, the, the, the question I have then is, are they going to continue with the, this filter being tweaked? So there's going to be a lot of these, a number of these happening in the coming weeks? That is the question of the day, the weekend, and the week, because no one really knows. Uh, administration officials are, are not really saying. They're saying that our main issue here is the safety and security of the American people. And if there's something that's going to impact safety and security, let's say an airliner or something else, um, then we're going to do what we do, which is, number one, detect it and then shoot it down. But they didn't shoot down the big one. They let it ride for a week. The and then balloon, yeah. and yeah and then these these little ones that they say are always up there they're aggressively shooting them down almost instantly it it it's, right because it's uh, it's the uh, it's the altitude argument essentially you know the one over Lake Huron 20,000 feet a lot of aircraft fly at that altitude and when it's over Michigan i mean the heavily traveled area uh, the spy balloon made its transit above Alaska at an altitude of 60,000 feet so they went through the checklist. Does it pose a threat to people on the ground? No. Does it pose a military threat? No. Does it? Is it interfering with civilian um, aircraft? No. If it had dipped down, I think then they would have made the calculus, all right, here we are, we're going to shoot it down. We don't want to shoot it down over land because of the risk it could pose to civilians on the ground. But if it had dipped down into those civilian airline, uh, airline routes, I think you would have seen some action. But that's the argument that they're making here. How do they know? If, if this balloon was 60,000 feet high and it carried this payload the size of, what, three school buses was one of, one of the comparisons, mm-hmm. how do they yep. know there wasn't a weapon in that payload that could have been used to attack us in some way? 
No, that's a really good question. Um, one of the benefits of that spy balloon moving so slowly is that they were able to analyze it for quite some time. We know that they sent U-2 spy planes up there. They were measuring whatever communications there may have been to that balloon to and fro from China. Um, they were looking to see what else it may have had. But that's a really good question because no one really knows. This is the first time this ever happened. The conclusion was made that this was a... Um, a spy balloon equipped with reconnaissance equipment, equipped with transmission equipment, and that it likely had a self-destruct button. But one of the key things to think about is if it did have a self-destruct button and the Chinese knew that they were being tracked, why didn't they um, explode it above the U.S.? And I think that's because they knew the potential repercussions, what that could be. Metter just let it float out, and then in the end, the U.S. shot it down. Now, now these more recent objects... Can't they tell us anything? Are they from a foreign entity or are they some private uh, person in the U.S. that just uh, sent well, something what up we there? Do know, well, yeah, what we do know is that they are much, much smaller than the 20-stories um, balloon. That's how right. big that uh, balloon was in terms of its height. These are much smaller. We're told that the one that was shot down over Alaska was the size of a small car. Um, no propulsion, and we know that... Uh, when it comes to going through that checklist, they determine, okay, that one seems to be cylindrical. This is the other one over Alaska, also cylindrical. The one over Michigan and Lake Huron looks octagonal, which uh, I had to look up. It means eight sides, right? Um, well, what exactly is that? What does that mean? Uh, this doesn't sound like a balloon, but in the end, I think that uh, they had to play it safe and they're, you know, with the information flow, it's kind of being controlled right now, but hopefully we get more information once the debris is picked up. But I can tell you that we are reporting at ABC News that ultimately, uh, per a senior uh, U.S. official, that more than likely these will all turn out to be some kind of weather balloon. And they did respond to China's claim that we've been flying spy balloons over their country? Sure. They came out uh, in the person of uh, John Kirby, the White House uh, National Security Coordinator for Strategic Communications, and he said that is false. And uh, he also denied I... the claim that uh, that an American um, surveillance balloon had been shot down over uh, China as China's airspace, uh, saying we do not. Uh, there was no aircraft, uh, no balloon in, in that violated Chinese airspace. How, how do we know if uh, these spokespeople are lying? <laughs> Well, uh, one of the good things of working here at the Pentagon is that uh, you kind of have experience with a lot of public affairs officers, and one of the tenets of public affairs um, is that they do, they are taught not to lie. So that's, <laughs> okay. that's, that's you know they, they they promote transparency. I'll make a note you know, of they're that. Not, they're not always going they're not always going to be fully transparent, you know, in telling you what they uh, know, but, but they can tell you you know they won't they won't steer you away. All right, Luis, thank you very much for that report. We appreciate it. I uh, you, thanks a lot. Luis Martinez, ABC News for KFI. Yes. Watching uh, uh, television today, uh, twice they had former Trump uh, high defense officials, uh, deputy director of national intelligence, for example. And both times the, anchor, the anchors asked very pointed questions about, are we spying over China? Are we sending equipment floating over China? And they gave these circular answers. <laughs> They'll open by saying, well, I can't comment, you know, directly on, you know, classified information uh, from my time there. And and they gave you an answer which sounded like a no, but you could tell it was a yes, but they yeah. didn't want to say it explicitly. So they didn't have to end up in a uh, in a court case for revealing classified secrets.
I, I just flat out do not believe that we don't spy over China. In fact, we should be spying over China because they're 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 up to no good. Yeah, they're up to an enormous amount of no good. There's a story this afternoon that they have also apparently flown spy balloons over the Middle East. You would think it would be just the U.S. They would they they would like their long term plan is to dominate the world the way they think we dominate the world. That's right, economically and also militarily. Right. We've got the greatest military, the greatest we're the greatest economic power, we're the greatest cultural power in terms of influence around the world. Why wouldn't they be coming at us? Uh, of course they'll be coming at us. And they got a big military. They have far fewer nukes, but they have enough to cause a lot of damage. I I, I mean it's preposterous that we wouldn't be spying on them. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after 2.30, another chapter in what we call the homeless industrial complex. What do you know? They're going after somebody else that headed up a homeless nonprofit that looks like uh, they had a lavish lifestyle. We'll explain the story coming up after the news. Major theft. Uh, Big lawsuit involved in this uh, coming up after the news at 2.30. And with that special interview at 3.05, the reporter with the Southern California News Group who got the jailhouse interview with the man that's accused of running over and stabbing that doctor in Dana Point uh, earlier this month, will join us to give us the details of how he got the interview, what was it like talking to this uh, accused killer, who who confessed, by the way, because he's the Messiah and the King of Kings, and he can do whatever he wants. That's actually what the killer said. Mm -hmm. And Van Roy Evan Smith is his name. So we'll have that interview coming up right after the news at 3 o'clock. We turn our attention for a few minutes to the disaster that unfolded almost a week ago. That was the big earthquake in Turkey and Syria that has now claimed the lives of over 30,000 people. This ought to tell you something. And this is why politicians stink. The president of Turkey, what is it, Recep Tayyip Ed, Edrogan, Erdogan? Erdogan. Erdogan. When he was running for, quote, re-election in 2019, I don't know what elections were like in Turkey, but he was pretty excited that his political party pushed through uh, allowing property owners to have construction violations forgiven without bringing their buildings up to code. Now, in a country like Turkey, which is pretty earthquake-prone, that's a little risky, but it looked like the right political move at the time to maybe get votes make some people happy well well then i'm sorry then then collectively turkey deserves what it got he said that you more than four hundred and thirty-eight thousand property owners had solved their problems with this legislation which basically was an amnesty good well then their uh, their homes uh, crumbled on their heads so as you know but- many buildings crumbled in turkey following this massive earthquake and now they're rounding up and arresting some of the contractors 131 contractors are going to a Turkish prison. Yeah. Think about that. So it's another political move. I gave out the amnesty. Most people were this, paying attention to earthquake, but this could provide me with political support, maybe money. Oh, this it guy. became a news story. And now that there's been a disaster, oh, I'm going to go arrest them. Well, this guy's, this guy's an idiot. And the, the people who uh, support him and vote for him, they're idiots too. You're signing he's, your one of, he's one of these strong arm guys. Uh, he's not no, to be but he's, trusted. He's an incompetent boob, just like most of them. He, he's just louder and a bigger bully. But in the end, in, instead of uh, requiring that all the property owners uh, address the building violations, he let it all go.
Well, then, of course, of course, the buildings are going to crumble. Those 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 property uh, codes are there for a reason. So the building doesn't fall on your head during an earthquake, you stupid dope. And he's, and, desc he's described as somebody that wanted to really expand the country, build roads, build bridges, build shopping malls, build more housing. But to do that, uh, supposedly they uh, went quickly. Some of the projects were pushed to very quickly and mm -hmm. probably corners were cut on building safety. So particularly uh, construction strength. Well, you, well you, you can't do that. I mean, I mean, this is basic, basic Darwinism. Like, why does one society thrive and another society literally crumbles? It's because of this. Because wow. the leaders and the voters who put these guys into power really are just too stupid to live. and Literally too stupid to live. Because you had these contractors. I read one guy who they got and threw into prison. He... Uh, he removed two support columns inside the building in order to create more space. <laughs> so, uh, how important were these support columns? Well, the owner got the space they wanted, but... Uh, this is the building that collapsed in the earthquake yes, last week? Yes, it oh, collapsed. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I had no, it was missing two support columns, so of course it was going to go down. So, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, he was rewarded. His party and he were rewarded by being elected by getting rid of the idea of building codes. And the public went, yeah, no more building codes. Yeah. Because people are short-sighted. They don't well, consider, what are the chances we're going to get a seven-point whatever earthquake? Yeah, come on. Now you have a cement block on your head, and I'm supposed to feel sorry for you and send you money. Uh, good quote from one of the contractors who's been arrested. His name is Yavuz Karakos. Yavuz. Yavuz? I advise Yavuz. Uh, he was arrested at the Istanbul airport. Uh, $17,000 in cash, along with two of his contractor friends. They were trying to catch a, a flight to the country of Georgia. So they knew it was coming. He told reporters after he was arrested, my conscience is clear. I had built 44 buildings, only four collapsed. I just found that funny. 90% <laughs> success rate. It is, but still, four collapsing is uh, atrocious. Uh, think of how many people may have died in those collapses. He doesn't care. This, this Erdogan well, but he's also care. saying they gave me permission. We got an amnesty over building code violations. Right, the, but the you push still, was on to just build. Yeah, but, but but it doesn't matter. You could say no. I'm only going to build buildings that don't collapse in an earthquake. But that would require having a, a, a conscience. If, if well, yeah. But if you're a contractor and you build a building, and the government signs off on the inspectors come in, they do their audit, they sign off on it. Isn't your conscience clear? You you adhere to the codes, the rules? I don't know. The, apparently, now they're talking about going after some of these code guys in well, Turkey. Oh, yeah, building inspectors. They and, probably took tons of bribes. I read that that was another problem. Well, is the building inspectors uh, were, were largely corrupt. Again, it's a society. If you do enough things wrong, a society literally collapses. We're seeing that here, right? We have a society that does not allow the police to police. We don't put prisoners in prison. We don't put mental patients in mental institutions. And what's happening? People are getting stabbed in the streets. Well, of yeah. course, because of our decisions. And we use the politicians as scapegoats, except we empower them. We pay them. We're the ones who approve or disapprove of their nutty ideas. If Erdogan could get elected by doing the opposite, by demanding that all the building codes be enforced, then yeah. the buildings wouldn't have come down on their heads. But the only, he saw it as a way of uh, of getting elected and, and pleasing these people who, I guess they don't know better. They don't know there's a reason for construction codes. Yeah. They don't want to spend the money.
Well, I, I mean, I mean this, this is why some societies wipe out. Now, in the neighboring country of Syria, the picture is actually worse. Uh, apparently, aid efforts are way behind. We don't know what the death toll is there because they had that brutish leader, al-Assad, who has told the world, if you want, it's a Bashar, Bashar al-Assad, that if you want to give us money, it has to come through my government. And people say he's just no. giving that money to his buddies he and is, lining his pockets. He is Satan. So people are not jumping to do that. <laughs> he's been he's been killing his people for many, many years now. Oh, and there's always wars. He, he, and there's always factions trying to overthrow him. It's just yeah. an ugly, ugly, you know, terrible this, place. You're 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 getting into you're getting into a part of the world that does not seem to have evolved for hundreds and hundreds of years. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, yeah, we're on from 1 to 4. So if you miss any of the show live, pick it up on the iHeartRadio app or at KFIAM640.com with the Johnny Ken On Demand podcast. Our guest next hour, right after the news, will be the reporter who interviewed the Long Beach man accused of running down a Orange County doctor who was on his bicycle in Dana Point on Pacific Coast Highway and then getting out of his car and stabbing the doctor who did not survive that horrible incident. And this is a pretty unusual thing to get a jailhouse interview where the accused confesses and then goes off into a mentally ill rant. So we'll talk to that reporter coming up from the Southern California News Group after the news in about 30 minutes. Well, we like to do these stories because we don't believe they're outliers. We think that there are problems sometimes with these this endless stream of nonprofits we call it the homeless industrial complex that have sucked up billions of dollars in California homeless spending with little to show for it except the response, oh, we hired more people and we can't do enough well, because more people fall into homelessness every day than we can keep up with. That excuse. You know, it's common knowledge if you talk to people who work in or near government that when the government has a spigot of money flowing, that criminals show up to uh, tap in. Surely. Criminals show up. We found up. that out with the Employment Development Department. And all the- <laughs> Criminals from around the world because there's no accountability in government. There's nobody in the state government or the city government who cares if money is getting stolen or is wasted. It just doesn't matter to them. And it, and no. it never will because it's not their money. Their and jobs are not at risk. Right? I think number one on the hit parade of corrupt industries is the homeless industry. I think many of the homeless... Uh, Nonprofits are nothing but criminal operations designed to steal millions of dollars from taxpayers and do nothing to get people off the street. And they wake up in the morning and they don't intend to do anything. They just want to make sure the money keeps flowing. Well, here's the story. is a 28-page lawsuit against something called the United Council of Human Services. It's a great name, huh? Its yeah. chief executive is a woman by the name of Gwendolyn Westbrook. Now, we're going to get into the specifics of the lawsuit claiming lavish spending on herself and her family and other people she knew. But I wanted to scroll down and read to you something that jumped out. Westbrook took over the nonprofit, started decades ago by the late Barbara Brown, in 2004. She had pled guilty to theft charges at her previous job. She was caught stealing cash from a parking lot owned by the Port of San Francisco. Okay, so stop right there. She has a history. Right. But they hired her anyway. San Francisco is one of those cities that they called it ban the box. That's right. They you believe know, you should be given second, third, fourth, and fifth chances. Well, and 
It's stupid. No questions asked. Because I think anybody who hires wants to know if you have criminals that you're hiring. She was a criminal in the past. But she gets hired maybe because whoever did the hiring didn't know. Maybe they weren't allowed to ask and they didn't hire a private investigator to work around that particular law. But there, there's no way that you shouldn't be forced to disclose when you've been convicted of stealing money from another company you worked for. So the first thing she did was hike their own salary. Her predecessor made 73 grand a year. She got herself up to 150000 in short order. Uh, she also began living a lifestyle inconsistent with her reported salary. Current and former employees were aware that she bought a new Tesla. <laughs> she gave her Infinity SUV to her niece. She bought vehicles for a close family friend and her cousins. And she vacationed in Aruba. She also is paying for relatives' weddings. And she had a trunk full of high-priced jewelry. She also paid for her relatives' in vitro fertilization. Oh, that's not cheap. She also had plans to buy an expensive new home in an upscale Bay Area neighborhood. Wow. There were hundreds of thousands of dollars in their financial following uh, filings on just a category called other expenses. Now, I used to be an accountant auditor, and we always kind of looked at that. It's supposed to be small. You have a category that's just called other or miscellaneous. It can't be a big number or else we think you are trying to hide something. Yeah, right. Well, you, you are. Um, you are. And I always say, let me see the details of that. Where are the receipts? What was that about? Right. But I didn't have too many cases like this. Well, the... Uh... The reason she got in trouble. Oh, here, by the way, before she took the job, the nonprofit always reported zero dollars in that category. But yeah. suddenly, under her, there's all these now, other expenses, the hundreds th of thousands of dollars. Now, all this is coming out in a civil lawsuit by a man named Noel Robinson, who worked for the nonprofit and was screwed over by Gwendolyn Westbrook. If all this information is true, why isn't this uh, a criminal case? Because he's blowing the whistle on everything he knows was going on inside this organization. That is a and, good question. And the reason is he got fired. He says that uh, Gwendolyn Westbrook told him, Noah Robinson, uh, that she was allowing her nephew to move into a trailer and hire him as a maintenance employee. Uh, this nephew was originally placed at the headquarters, but the man had gotten into fistfights. And then Westbrook's net nephew began engaging in angry out outbursts, openly using drugs and sneaking prostitutes and yeah. escorts into his RV. I guess they had a group of RVs set up as part of their uh, nonprofit. Yeah, th this, by the way, you didn't even mention this. This outfit uh, contracts with the city of San Francisco to provide meals and services to unhoused residents and run a safe sleep site in an RV shelter park at Pier 94 in San Francisco. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the, the city's homeless department contracts with this company nearly $28 million worth of housing and support services right. to clients. So they've been given a substantial amount of money. And she seems to be spending millions of dollars in her private life. Yes. Well, you know, uh, she found a pipeline. Yeah. But 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 the, the, the government is not bringing this case. It's not a criminal case. It's this civil case by a fellow employee who got fired because he was exposing what she was doing and challenging and they, her over they're the they're just going to call him disgruntled or something like that? He oh, was a disgruntled for making stuff up, a disgruntled former employee. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is what these organizations are about. You have these these criminals who float around 
government. Sometimes they get caught, sometimes they don't, but they're there to access tax money. They're there to perpetuate some kind of racket, some kind of scam. That None of these people, Gwendolyn Westbrook and most of the other people there, have no interest in helping the homeless. This is a myth, but it's one of those bulletproof myths. You're not allowed to criticize people who are involved in homeless advocacy. Yeah, it's noble. You're not right. supposed to question their, their nonprofit. Why, this is a nonprofit. It's more noble. It's more yeah. righteous and spiritual. All right, when we return, believe it or not, it looks like we have the third angry, older Asian male in just the last three weeks going on a violent rampage. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, well, I see here in the news there was a big rig that overturned this morning carrying a huge load of dog food. So you just get your dog there as quick as possible and feed. 75,000 pounds, the freeway in Silmar, uh, near the 514 and 210 freeways this morning. It resulted in a big traffic alert. Dog food everywhere. There were bags that had to be removed. It took a while to uh, to fix it. Coming up after the news at 3 o'clock, our guest will be a reporter with Southern California News Group. Uh, Scott Schwebke will be coming on the show to talk about his interview with the Long Beach man who's accused of running over and stabbing to death the doctor in Dana Point. That was a terrible story from a short time back just a couple of weeks ago and uh i mean he runs him down uh he's the doctor's on his bicycle he runs him down then he gets out of the car and runs up and begins stabbing him with what some people described as like a machete type a really big knife which we understand the killer had just purchased i think that day and you're gonna find out we went through this story on friday when it was first released that um this man his name is van roy evan smith said that uh, he was pretty much out to kill somebody that day because he is the Messiah, he is the King of Kings, and basically can do what he wants. So uh, we'll find out what it was like to talk to him, his demeanor, and uh, basically a jailhouse confession. Uh, That'll be our guest coming up after the news at 3 o'clock. Speaking of wacky people, we have for the third time in just a matter of uh, weeks... A month? I don't know what the timeline is exactly. An older Asian man who went on a violent rant. Or not a rant, but a violent episode. Uh, this one is in New York City. Well, you don't really, at least I don't see stories of police chases that often in New York City. Is it because the... Too much traffic. There's too much traffic for, for you to actually avoid the cops, even on the, even yeah. on the regular side streets, not just the highways. Uh, but... Um, this is a 62-year-old man by the name of Wang Soar. And he took a U-Haul truck and started driving through the streets of a neighborhood in Brooklyn. He plowed into at least eight people, including a cop. And two people are still in critical condition. And he shouted at the cops trying to pull him over, Shoot me! I'm not stopping! They, there's uh, some video online of him... Right up to the moment he was about to hit a bicyclist. I saw that. And right? I suppose that uh, that bike bicyclist got creamed. He must be uh, one of the people in critical. Uh, it got to be. And then him uh, him driving his U-Haul up on the sidewalk. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, it says here he hit a, somebody on a moped, so maybe it was a moped or a bicycle. But I saw that video, so that looked really scary. This is in Bay Ridge neighborhood, where I lived for a short time, by the way. A short time, a few months. But uh, then he rammed into seven other people. Uh, most of them suffering minor injuries until they were finally able to stop him. And if you're waiting for it, well, here it comes. 
They believe he was a homeless man living out of the U-Haul. There you go. With apparently no criminal record, but apparently a record of mental illness. Van was and rented this out of, was the, the van was rented out of Florida. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. he, he came to... Uh, it was rented out, because sometimes the plates might say Florida, but you could rent it locally. That's the phrase they use. Because the, 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 the vehicles move around. Uh, yeah, he spun the, the moped around. The driver went to the ground. Uh, he jumped the curb, plowed through bikes, left on a street corner. Um, he then sped off, rammed into another pedestrian. Two more, two other moped drivers were hit during the chase. He then jumped onto an expressway shortly. The cops finally caught up with him about 30. I think this whole thing took about an hour and a half before they were able to wrangle him. Um, I like this. Cops gave him two tickets for traffic infractions on the uh, Belt uh, Parkway. Um, oh, he got those tickets la- oh, just this month. He got two tickets on the Belt Expressway. Oh, I see. But he had one other prior run with cops for a mental health call in 2019. He was yelling and jumping into moving traffic on a street in Queens. Yeah. It took him for a psych evaluation. Uh, yeah. yeah wait, psych evaluations. They're worthless. Absolutely worthless. If you if you let the guy out, what's the point? Why did you bother? Because they if, don't if he, think he'd kill people, but they're well, not they don't, right. Well, they don't know that, what they think. Might as well ask my dog what he thinks. Well, I don't want to hear what these idiots no, think. No, your, your response is just hold on to everybody forever because uh, we can't take any chances. Yes. Okay, I'm just asking. I... Well, clarify that be, be, the you have to force feed well, them. We're going to have a lot of holding cells because. Uh, yes, we will. So. Well, you have to pay for them. You have to pay for everything. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you actually, we if we just put the mental patients away, we could probably cut the police in half. <laughs> it's probably true. Um, no, you have to force feed them drugs. They have to be forced. You know what happens over time? Because this is kind of the history of this. People like, uh, you know, let's just cut corners well, and pay, pay a lot less for their care. Back, and then they end up being these horrific well, psych wards. goes back to what I said about Turkish officials. You're going to make intelligent decisions, you'll have a successful society. You make stupid decisions, then you're going to have crazy people driving U-Hauls uh, uh, and, and crashing into people on bikes and crashing onto sidewalks. So you got to decide what, what kind of place you want to live in. Yeah. These are. This is not Satan working his magic here. These aren't asteroids hitting the planet. These are not things beyond our control. Almost all this crime is under our control. We have to have the guts to take these people and lock them up. And the more we lock them up, the fewer incidents you'll have. It's not complicated. There's nothing else to say about this. All right, when we return, our guest will be a reporter for the Southern California News Group. This story first appeared in the Orange County Register. We talked about it on Friday because that's the day he got the jailhouse interview with the Long Beach man, Van Roy Evan Smith, who is accused and apparently now has confessed to running over a bicyclist in Dana Point and then jumping out of the car and stabbing him. Uh, the, the bicyclist, a uh, beloved physician in Dana Point, died. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark Live, the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.